Welcome to your daily cup of true crime in 15 minutes or less from Hot Crime Cold Coffee. Listener discretion advised due to sensitive material and some violence. These daily episodes are brought to you Monday through Friday in addition to our regular weekly episodes that you can find on Wednesdays and Fridays. Today is Monday, October 17th, and Friday's true crime trivia question was, Billy the Kid was said to have killed 27 people, but in reality probably killed how many? And the answer is eight. While researching the answer to this question, I learned so much. So, Billy the Kid was born as Henry McCarty somewhere between September and November of 1859. And he died July 14th, 1881 at the age of 21. He was also known as William H. Bonney, and he was an outlaw and gunfighter of the American Old West. I think that the trivia question really should have been who was Henry McCarty instead of how many people did Billy the Kid actually kill? They say it's 23, but really it was only eight. And he started his criminal lifestyle at the age of 15 when he was arrested for theft. He was born in New York and after his father Patrick died his mother moved with her sons to Indianapolis Indiana where she remarried after she had remarried the whole family moved again to Santa Fe and then shortly after that to Silver City New Mexico Silver City was known for its high crime rate, and it was a booming mining town. Billy the Kid was a notorious gunslinger and criminal, and several times a bounty was placed on his head. The first time he was captured, but the second time was when he was murdered. He was basically ambushed by a man that was looking to get the bounty when Billy the Kid came into the room. He knew someone was there, but he wasn't sure who it was. And Garrett, the man who shot him for the bounty, shot him twice in the chest and he died. So even though Garrett was essentially a lawman, the governor felt that he didn't deserve the $500 reward money and instead community members actually raised over $7,000 in reward money for Garrett for the death of Billy the Kid. Over time, conspiracy theories grew, and we know that this happens all the time, especially with 
people who are famous or even infamous. And the rumor was that Billy the Kid wasn't even dead. There was one man named Ollie P. Roberts who kept on claiming that he was Billy the Kid. And there was another man named John Miller from Arizona who also claimed to be Billy the Kid as well. To the point where in 2004 or five, I can't remember which year it was, John Miller's body was exhumed illegally without permission. And DNA tests were done, but apparently there was no match to him and to the DNA of Billy the Kid that had supposedly been taken from some floorboards in a jail. So that's interesting in itself, I guess. Little known fact, there is supposedly only one authenticated photograph of Billy the Kid, a.k.a. Henry McCarty, even though there are other photos out there claiming to be him, and one of them is supposedly of him playing croquet, and that's one that I've seen a lot. Today's true crime trivia question is, when was DNA first used in a criminal case? And I'll have that answer for you tomorrow. Today in a true crime history, the Newcastle County John Doe was discovered near Newcastle, Delaware on October 17th, 1994. You guys know how much I love Jane and John Doe cases and how excited I get when they're finally able to identify someone, especially someone that has been unidentified for so many years. This victim was discovered by a man who was walking along the westbound lanes of Basin Road on his way to Newport, Delaware. The victim was wrapped in a pink sheet and dumped on the side of the road. Police could not establish an exact cause of death, but since his body was concealed in a blanket and left near a road, they concluded it was likely due to homicide. Someone else had reported earlier that same morning when the victim was found that he saw a van parked on the shoulder of the road where the body had been. The witness also stated that the driver was a white male. The characteristics of the John Doe are that he has black wavy hair with a widow's peak, brown eyes, shaved armpits, abundant dark body hair, well manicured fingernails. He was clean shaven with a trimmed mustache teeth in excellent condition with no fillings, evidence of moderate to severe periodontal disease present around lower first molars. So maybe he was a smoker or he just didn't brush his teeth very well, even though his teeth were in excellent condition. And heavy calculus present between the teeth. 
he was found wearing a long-sleeved gray, white, and tan shirt, long khaki pants, black shorts worn under the khaki pants, black socks, a white t-shirt. He had a brown leather wallet with 15 $1 bills inside, a nickel, and of course the pink blanket. He has been excluded as not being William Paris Sr., Geronimo Rico, George Nutting, and Johnny Herrera. And if you have any information regarding the possible identity of this victim, you can contact the Delaware Law Enforcement. Also in true crime history for October 17th, Morgan Dana Harrington disappeared on October 17, 2009 from a Metallica concert at the John Paul Jones Arena. She had gone with her friends to the concert and went to the bathroom and never came back. Her remains were later discovered in farmland on January 26, 2000 in 10. In 2005, they were able to link some DNA that was found on her to an abduction and sexual assault that occurred in Fairfax, Virginia in September of 2005, but they didn't have a suspect yet. The case did garner national attention, a lot of it because she was a young, pretty girl. She was 20 years old. She had a whole future ahead of her. She was a student at Virginia Tech. And what happened to her, it caused a lot of people to be scared. You go out with your friends and you never come back. And... It seems that that is becoming more and more common that these young women are, and men too, they go to parties or they're hanging out with friends and then they just disappear. And sometimes their disappearances are solved. Sometimes they're not. A lot of the times when it comes down to young people, law enforcement doesn't take their disappearance very seriously at the beginning and that is extremely unfortunate they ding them runaways or oh maybe they're just taking a couple of days by themselves or that's not what happened in this case but that does seem to be coming very common when it comes to cases of young people nowadays in September of 2014, they were finally able to link the DNA from Morgan's remains to that of the murder of Hannah Graham. She was killed at the age of 18 on September 13th, 2014 in Charlottesville, Virginia. 
Her remains were found five weeks later, but law enforcement had already possibly linked her disappearance with a suspect, Jesse Leroy L.J. Matthew Jr. After he was arrested, he was facing the death penalty. And if he agreed to a plea deal, then he, they would take the capital punishment off the table. So he entered an Alford plea and was convicted of all charges and was sentenced to three life terms. Over the weekend, they arrested a suspect in the six serial killings in Stockton, California. His name is Wesley Brownlee. He's 43 years old. And in a press conference, law enforcement said that good police work and a lot of tips that came in were what led to his capture. He has not yet been formally charged, but that does appear to be coming down the pipeline and there will definitely be more information in the coming weeks. Just to recap, he is suspected in the killing of six men, one from 2021 and then five other deaths spanning from July of this year through the end of September. All of his victims have been men between the ages of early 20s, mid 40s. And there does not appear to be any motive that they are aware of in these killings. It seems to be completely random. What linked all of these cases together was ballistic evidence, which that's usually shell casings and bullets. There is not yet a verdict in the Flores and Flores trial for the murder of Kristen Smart. Earlier today, Ruben Flores' jury came back with a verdict which seemed kind of early, especially because they swapped out a juror on Friday because he had talked to his priest about the case. So for Ruben Flores, a verdict has been agreed upon by the jury, but they will not release that until a verdict has been met for Paul Flores. And... That could take a couple more weeks, a couple more days. Nobody really knows. I'm sure there's statistics out there for jury deliberations, but every case is just so unique that it's hard to tell how long it will take them. There was one study that I read that you should average one day per week of the trial so this trial ran 12 weeks. 
So possibly a verdict within 12 days from when they started deliberations. Who knows? There are four men that disappeared from the same town around October 9th from Okmulgee, Oklahoma, which is about 40 miles south of Tulsa. And human remains were found on the Deep Fork River on Friday. The names of the missing men are Billy Chastain, Mark Chastain, Mike Sparks, and Alex Stevens. Their bodies have been identified, so it is them, and apparently the bodies were dismembered. Not a lot of information has been released yet, but... Two of the men's cell phones, one of them last pinged at a junkyard, and so law enforcement were checking in that area. A passerby was walking by the river when he saw something weird. It hasn't been said what, and law enforcement was called, and that's when they discovered the bodies. Super bizarre and super crazy, and I'm sure there will be more information regarding this case. Four men on bicycles disappearing. That's, I don't know how, I, I, this is going to be one of those strange and weird stories. I can't even imagine how it's even possible, but we will probably learn more in the coming weeks. All right, that's it for today, and we'll see you tomorrow.